0: Some people get kind of comfortable there, and just the woe-is-me pit, you know, and just stay there. And so at a certain point, we have to climb out of that pit, not on our own strength and power, though, but through the help of our Lord, for the help of that relationship with Christ and and His Spirit within us that, that gives us that strength to take one step, one step at a time, out of that pit of despair and into hope and into how can I serve, how can I use this pain to bless others and strengthen others?
1: Have you ever met someone that when they leave the room basically they lighten up the room kind of like the Debbie Downer that gets in your life and you love them in Jesus you really do you want to meet their need but need a break or a breath but then there's those people you get around and they're encouraging they're positive and they just got ways to lift you up that's the kind of people you like to be around more often because they just do incredible work in making you feel better about your circumstances the things you're going through in life well we're going to talk to somebody like that to day, Carol Ladd, who is the author of over 35 inspirational books. She communicates a message of growth, wisdom, and teamwork facing those obstacles that we have in life and in the workplace, too. I had a note here, Carol. Cheryl Ladd was one of the original Charlie's Angels, and I thought, well, is that possibly Carol's grandmother or mom or okay. related in some way? <laughs>
0: no, family? No, I can't claim her as, as, as family. But, it, but a, a lot of times, People try and remember my name by calling me Cheryl. So I get Cheryl Ladd all the time. So I'll go with either.
1: But there's no relation. No,
0: no, no.
1: Well, in addition to having you on phone via your home in Dallas where you live with your husband, Kirk, you've got two grown children, I have the pleasure of having my dear friend Ellen Olford here in the studio. She's the Women's Director at Central Church. Ellen, it's always great to see you, and you and Carol have been friends for a long time.
2: Absolutely. Uh, I've known Carol a long time, and it is an honor for Central Church to be hosting her in the month of August, August 21st. So I want you to get to know her today.
1: Yeah, and that's just coming up. That's next week. Next, is that Tuesday? Thursday? It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday at 930. So this is one of your morning events. Correct. Well, we're looking forward to finding out more about this event and also talking with Carol. Before we go any further, you also have another great ladies' event coming up in September.
2: Absolutely. Um, Many of you have heard we are hosting a wonderful event with our dear friend, Uh, priscilla shire who also is from dallas texas and uh, her ministry uh, going beyond is headquartered there but priscilla is bringing an event to uh, to memphis tennessee and it's going to be at central church on saturday september the 7th um, on saturday evening and we would love folks to come we have got a sellout crowd there uh, byron but we have added additional overflow area and that's a great area it's it's right beside our worship center where the additional overflow is and and she'll be in the worship center and we want to encourage people bring a lost friend bring a saved friend bring someone that's unchurched or dechurched or just frustrated with with their lives right now and let um let Priscilla and Anthony Evans really minister to your heart that that evening it'll be fantastic. She's speaking on on fervent, fervent the is the name of the event and that's how you get tickets at ferventtheevent.com. It'll pop up and say Memphis and that's where those overflow tickets are available. But her great book Fervent is a lot of what it's about. It's about prayer um that it's about prayer. Her event will be about prayer that evening. And so we want you to come to that event in September, but we really want you to come also August 21 to hear our dear friend, Carol Ladd.
1: Well, that's what we're here today to talk with Carol. And again, as I mentioned, she and her husband, Kurt, live there in Dallas, Of course, she's a popular speaker all over the nation. She's founder of Positive Life Principles, and also serves as the executive director of Engage Positive Parenting Initiative. Uh, Carol, as we kick things off here, what role does engaging the positive side of life have pertaining to those that are affected by living in poverty and adversity?
0: Oh, it has everything, because uh, being positive really means having hope, and and those who are living in uh, communities affected by poverty or adversity, they they need a good dose of true hope, and that's what engage brings to them, and that's what we love to bring to them as we um, bring in our uh, parenting classes uh, to impoverished communities because we um, we connect on a relational level, we uh, encourage discussion and we don't just come in telling people how to parent but we come in listening and we come in encouraging and helping uh, parents to make good decisions.
1: Let's stop there just one second. You say you come in listening, so when you go in and listen to these dear people that you talk to in these impoverished areas, what are you hearing from them? What are some of their concerns?
0: Well, actually, I think they are universal concerns, concerns that all of us have, and, and that's for the future of their kids. Where will those kids go? What are their hopes and dreams for their kids? And how do we help them get there? And so uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of uh, just universal, what we as parents want for our kids and want as a parent, but sometimes we just don't know how to get there. And issues like discipline and uh, helping them in school and even helping their physical well-being nutrition and exercise and things like that. These are all common to every parent, and these are things that we all want to discuss. And so we just open up the discussion of parenting and just talk about these issues that are are hardcore issues for any parent.
1: Do you feel that society presupposed those in poverty to be without hope? I remember going to a VBS up in the projects in Washington, D.C. with a group of teenagers. I remember meeting someone there that had been living there for five or six Mm -hmm. generations in this particular, project area, you know? seems like society itself, when you just look at these issues, there seems to be no hope, you know? But you and I know better, right?
0: Yes. And, you know, I would truly, we see that not just in impoverished communities, but in all communities. We are seeing that... that um People are striving and, and trying to make it in life pursuing happiness and yet seem to not be happy and uh, I think a lot of that is relational I think that we are very connected as a culture in social media and in all of our different uh, technical outlets, and yet we lack that personal connection, that that uh, communication, and that relationship that all of us long for and desire, both in our families and with friends, and most importantly with God. Right. And so I think that I think that that's what we see in in many communities, whether it's impoverished or whether it's just a very high um, high society. Can community i think that all are searching searching for that connectedness that is really true and real and based on love and not just on comparison.
1: Before we go any further now, we're not just talking about a positive, mind-changing your life so that you can make your circumstances different. What can be more positive than having a Savior like Jesus Christ, who loved me while in my own spiritual poverty and adversity, He was willing to die for me, you know? That's a very positive message there.
0: Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. The the, uh, the gospel message is a very joyful message because it fills our lives with love and joy and peace. Our lives are different because of Jesus Christ in our lives, and we can experience that joy and hope that only he can give through the power of his Spirit.
1: If we could, Carol, let's stop a minute and hear about your story. Typically, when somebody steps into the positive row of sharing positivity into people's lives, it must mean it hasn't always been so positive for them. So what are some of the adversities that you've learned to walk through while holding Jesus' hand?
0: It's interesting, yes. My my life has been filled with adversity in many different levels. In fact, I'll just tell you most recently, um, I lost my, my sister to cancer, and my only sister, my only sibling. Uh, and so it really... Uh, impacted me hard and those are those times when you lean in hard to the Lord and recognize that his comfort is very real. And not to say that we don't grieve and cry because part of being positive is grieving and crying through loss and difficulty and recognizing that life is hard and life is messy. Yeah. But also also it is turning our eyes upward and saying lord you can comfort me like no other you can give me that inner peace because you have given me your spirit within me to give me strength even through times where it just makes no sense or even through those times of adversity
1: how about for you ellen in those type of times
2: well speaking you know we can speak of our past but i think i'm going to relate a little better uh, to carol today through my Through my present, I had a woman walk up to me recently and said, "Ellen, you have been through so much loss recently, and in the past five years, I've lost my sister, my brother-in-law, my mother, my my mother-in-law, and now my father. lost about five people that were all real giants in the faith, you know, strong, strong believers. And then you you I set the table for Thanksgiving and um, and excuse me, a Christmas meal." And half of the table was gone. They had just vanished in that they're with the Lord, that they are with Christ. They're fully alive. But just the pain of that adversity of dealing with my own grief. And so um, in the midst of that, we turned to the Lord. In the midst of that, Father... Um, in any situation, by your Spirit, strengthen me to be able to strengthen and be positive with someone else.
1: Wow. And I think as you look at Scripture, doesn't it jump in here too, please, Carol, where it says that God, through our own adversity, our own times of pain, when He comforts us and ministers to us so that we're able to take that, as Ellen just alluded to, and be positive and and encouraging to those who are walking through similar valleys. Yes.
0: In fact, there's a real healing process in that. As we take what we have experienced and the depth of pain that we've experienced and then go and serve and go and help and love on others, it truly gives us healing strength just to serve and just to love and to lift up others. My niece, my sister's daughter, was getting married soon after my sister died. And so I stepped in as mother of the bride and helped her and jumped in full force with both feet and, and helped her in planning that wedding, and it really gave me such joy and comfort in the midst of such a grieving, grieving time, and it was really a healing process. So it's yeah. always something that we can turn towards and say, how can I use this pain in a good way to bless others and to lift up others?
1: Well, didn't Jesus say in this life you're going to have trials and tribulation. But I've overcome the world. Correct. Mm -hmm. For the joy set before him. He didn't count, you know, the suffering and the pain. He looked beyond that. We still have that human side where we actually, not that Jesus doesn't relate. Obviously, he does. I lost my dad in November this past year. When you think of those kind of things, you know, or if it's like losing a job or having a disagreement with a family member or a wayward child that you've been wanting so badly to come back to the Lord, those are some adversities and pain that sometimes they linger on and and on, Carol. Carol.
0: Oh, they do, yes. And, you know, I, again, I, I do believe it's important to grieve and cry, but I also believe it's it's important to move forward then. Um, we, we can stay in that pit of despair, and, and sometimes some people get kind of comfortable there, and just the woe-is-me pit, you know, yeah. and just stay there. And so at a certain point, we have to climb out of that pit, not on our own strength and power, though, but through the help of our Lord for the help of that relationship with Christ and and His Spirit within us that that gives us that strength to take one step, one step at a time, out of that pit of despair and into hope and into how can I serve, how can I use this pain to bless others and strengthen others. It's it's interesting. Uh, There's recent studies now on PTG, post-traumatic growth, Uh, syndrome instead of post-traumatic stress disorder and post-traumatic growth is Studying those people who actually thrive after a difficulty, who thrive after a tragedy. Who? Why do these people thrive? And um, first of all, they they are very realistic about about their grief and about what has gone bad in their life, and so they grieve well. But then they take a turn, and they turn, and often it's because they have a um, have somebody, or uh, of course the Lord themselves, have, have the Lord uh, in their lives to help them turn, turn toward hope. And then the thing that all of them have as they thrive is that they find something to pour themselves into that is positive and uplifting to others.
1: Wow, and that's a good word. You know, I was talking recently with Gracia Burnham. might have heard of her. She and her husband were missionaries in the Philippines, served for 17 years. On their 18th anniversary, they were overcome by Muslim militants and were taken hostage into the jungles for over a year, separated from their three children. It ended up she was shot in the leg, and he was actually shot in the chest and died there as they were trying to be rescued. And that happened, I know, back in around early 2000s. Right. But, Carol and Ellen, when I was talking to this dear lady, the whole conversation, there was this joy That I heard in her voice. I'm sure she still grieves and misses so badly her dear husband, but it was something that God had worked out in her life to provide this joy. And there is this unspeakable joy, and there is this peace. I was thinking back when my father passed away, didn't really have a particular person to do his funeral. And I'd asked someone to do that, but they kind of backed out because they didn't feel comfortable with it. And I understood that. And so four o'clock in the morning i wake up the day of the funeral and i sense this incredible joy or peace i guess is a better word that the bible says there's a peace that surpasses understanding and i felt like i had that and god gave me the words to stand up there and share about my dad's life that day i don't think i've ever experienced peace like that but that kind of peace is available to us carol and ellen absolutely yeah
0: Yes. It's funny. I, I wrote about Gracie's story in uh, one of my books, The Power of a Positive Woman, because her story stood out to me so strongly that she uh, took uh, she took a adverse situation and has grown through it and become stronger as a result of it. And I think that that's the power of God at work in our lives, whether it's a small little frustration that we deal with during the day or... Or it's something big and I think a big part of that is looking at uh, looking at life every day and looking for what can I be thankful for what are the glimmers of hope what can I be thankful for that happened in the last 24 hours my first cup of coffee in the morning I sit down and I write out at least five things that I'm thankful for that happened over the last 24 hours. In fact, one of them tomorrow will be writing down that I'm thankful for this interview with you. That I'm this.
1: Wow. For the next day.
0: <laughs> and so you know, just, uh, but finding the joy in life and focusing on that instead of having our focus only on what's wrong and what's awful and what's happened to us. It, there is always something good that we can find, but we have to be looking for it, and we have to be thankful for it. And and that's why God is so big on Thanksgiving, on, on being thankful, a, grace, a graceful right.
1: heart. Carol, I know you have a big heart for single moms. Part of your ministry is really to encourage single moms. I'm sure we'll have many single moms on the 21st, Wednesday morning at 930 30. with Carol Ladd. Talking about single moms, what are some challenges that you see? The, when it comes to positive parenting
0: Well moms in general but especially single moms feel like they're they're bearing all this weight on their own there's a lot of decisions they have to make they don't get a lot of breaks having to be with the kids all the time and there's just so much pressure there's pressure as they look at social media and compare themselves with other moms and think, oh, I'm not as good, I can't do it like they can. And um, and so, so there's a pressure from all moms. All moms feel that pressure in today's world. And so finding a confidence in the gifts that God has given each one of us is important. Every mom has been given gifts and strength in our home, and so we want to build on those strengths and manage around the weaknesses, and we want to help moms understand that they do have God-given strengths and abilities in their responsibilities in the home. And that with God's help, they are able to use these responsibilities to love love their kids and to, to share with their kids and to build into their kids. Each mom is unique. No two moms are exactly the same. And we want to encourage moms to know that each of them have gifts and talents that they bring to the table and bring to their family.
1: Carol, what about your husband, Kurt? Does he have the same intensity uh, of being positive? And what about those couples who are polar opposite when facing those tough times in life? And what advice do you give in order to find that balance?
0: Yes, I, it, it is hard. I mean, th- most couples have their disagreements, and a lot of those disagreements come in the face of raising kids. And so um, it, it is important to learn how to come together. And uh, I would say one of the most important things about coming together as a couple, Kurt and I started this when we first got married. We pray together every single night. Every night before we go to bed, we pray together. We pray for the needs of our family we pray for ourselves we pray for the needs of the country we pray together and it is it, it's not a long prayer but it's just it's very meaningful and it brings our hearts together in unison toward god and i think that that's the important thing is yes you're going to have disagreements yes you're going to have times where you don't see things eye to eye and so first of all praying together and coming together under god's authority but then also learning that it, as a, as a couple to build on your strengths as well. And as I said earlier, build on the strengths, manage around the weaknesses. Each of you as a couple, each of you as a parent has certain strengths that you can build on. And to recognize that in each other and to work tw- work with each other, allowing those to mesh together instead of butting heads because you see things differently. Look at each other and say, Wait, you see it a little differently and I do too. Let's see how we can come together on this and work together in loving communication.
1: Well Ellen, next Wednesday, August twenty first, nine thirty AM, the women's ministry at Central Church. I mean you got a special invitation for those listening right now, right?
2: We do. I want you to come to Central Church next Wednesday absolutely we have free child care for everybody um, that has children ages 5 and down so we have got a wonderful kids club ministry there's no cost to kids club to be there for women's events normally during our Bible studies during main events we have always have free kids club and we'd love for you to come and come at 930 into our main building near our worship center um, they'll direct you to where our event will take place and Carol Ladd will be speaking to moms moms of all ages and part of her focus part of Carol's focus will be her book, The Power of a Positive Mom. And whether you have a 14-year-old or a 12-year-old or a 6-year-old or a 3-year-old, there's there's moms that get down. They get discouraged. Uh, too many kids or or one child's driving them nuts or whatever the deal is. And they need that strengthening. Um, and God uses Carol's ministry in a powerful way to come alongside moms and women of all ages to be strengthened. And I really hope that you'll bring a friend Come, Anybody around the city, you and I have so many great friends around the city, you do not want to miss an opportunity to hear Carol Ed speak on the power of, the, of a positive mom.
1: Now, this is not the first time you brought Carol to town, is it?
2: No, but it's been a number of years ago. last time uh, Carol and I were together, we were together in Dallas at the E.K. Bailey event in Dallas, Texas. So we have not been together a number of years, but we have a special love for this great lady. And also her husband came to faith in Christ through Central Church. So I have a special love for her dear husband as well.
1: Carol, you've been on this show in the past. I've interviewed you in the past, haven't I?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Great to have you back. Have another reunion here. Again, don't forget, friend, on August 21st, that's Wednesday, next Wednesday, 9:30 a.m at central church central church women's ministry under the incredible direction of ellen olford and her amazing lady team that works there I invite you to come and enjoy be blessed by encouraged in a positive way from the positive lady carol ladd who will be there carol we don't have a whole lot more time left in today's show but any idea about some steps maybe in reshaping our focus and thoughts when we're stuck in the rough of life
0: Yes. Well, first of all, we have to recognize that our focus maybe needs to change from the negative to the positive, whether it's bitterness or whether it's anger or whether it's just discouragement, that we need to change that focus and then take deliberate steps because we can change that focus. Our brain can start thinking differently, but we have to get in the habit of looking toward what is good and true and noble and right and we have to be, be taking our cares and worries to the Lord. So it's, it's a process. It's a process of recognizing when we are having stinking thinking, <laughs> starting to change that thought pattern so that we are focusing on what is good in our lives and what God can do and the potential that He has given us in our lives.
1: That's a good word, Carol. And how can we stay in touch with uh, Carol Ladd? What are some resources available? I've already mentioned uh, some 35 books you've written.
0: Yes, so you can also go to my website, PositiveLifePrinciples.com, PositiveLifePrinciples.com, and that, and, and I always have a blog on there and resources on there and different things going there. So, uh, yes, uh, that's a great resource, and as well as my other website that is uh, specifically about my parenting outreach program, and that is called Engage Positive Parenting Initiative. So, EngageParenting.com is my outreach
1: Well, Ellen, you always bring exciting guests to this show to come and minister to the women, not only at Central Church, but across this city, which I know you have a heart for, and you've proved it with uh, Priscilla Shire originally when we had over 10,000 women worshiping Jesus downtown Memphis. That work continues on, and I'm so thankful to be your friend and thankful for your heart, you and David Olford, heart for people, love for Jesus, investing in lives like you do. And thank you so much for bringing Carol and stopping by. And also, you've got Priscilla coming September 7th, is it?
2: September 7th, Saturday night, September 7th at Central Church. Priscilla will be there Go to com and it'll direct you to get tickets. Um, that's the place where tickets are sold, at ferventtheevent.com, to hear Priscilla, September 7th. And come to hear Carol add, Please, come. Anyone is welcome to come.
1: And for other information about the women's ministry at Central Church, what should ladies do? I will go to centralchurch.com. Okay, the slash website. Slash women. Mm-hmm. Okay, slash women. We don't want to slash women, but we want to the website, right? In the website. <laughs> yeah. That's right, in the website. We want to lift up and be positive to ladies. Isn't that right, Carol? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: That's right. And also, if you want some information quickly, also, we can talk with you by phone at, at 901-255-8113. 901
1: Well, Carol, God bless you, my dear sister. Ellen, you too, for the time that you have spent with us today, and uh, looking forward, Carol, to your visit here to Memphis next Wednesday morning, 930 on the 21st here at Central Church. Thank you so much for being our guest today.
0: So glad to, to be with you, and look forward to being there, and I'll try and bring
1: some cold weather as well. Oh, we need it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Byron Tyler, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.